Welcome to Dads, Daughters, and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. <laughs> I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> wow. I, honestly, the intro just kind of gets me every time hearing mom like, hee, hee, hee. And there's a little, I don't know if that's a little break in there, but, uh, yeah, it's it's, pretty funny. I don't know if it like almost takes on its own thing every time, but hi everyone. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Are your ears burning? Uh, yes. Uh, so this is the reason why they might be burning. I had to do a blood donation today because you know, in two weeks I'm having a knee surgery. Yes. And uh, it's you, you. Sometimes you give a blood donation in case they need to use that blood during the the operation. Right. Yeah. So I'm talking to the lady there, and she turns out she's having the exact same surgery as me. I'm having it on my right knee. She's having it on her left knee oh. with the exact same doctor, like four days after me. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So we we're talking about staying active. And, you probably both had to wait for your knee surgery. So there you go. Well, she was the nurse who took the blood donation. Oh, okay. But yeah, but I mean, because of COVID, you probably saw it away. I just remember for backstory, like you did have to, you know, wait to make this appointment because initially, like had COVID not happened, you would have already had the surgery. Correct. Yes. Okay. That's my point. So, but um, she's talking about how active she is, like right. how she swims. And I'm like, well, I swim in the exact same pool. And then she's saying she hikes all the time. I said, well, I walk all the time. I said, all right, do you play basketball every Sunday? She goes, no, I don't do that, but I ride a bike. <laughs> I was I like, said, who I ri- is this lady? I do bike rides, like 100-mile bike rides all the time. So she's like, oh, we're like, you know, cousins or something. Well, um, so we started talking about how I have to stay active, and she said, I have to stay active too. And I said, well, here's a story that when my daughter was five years old, we were driving up to Big Bear, this lake, if you're not familiar with that, and we saw people parasailing, and I said, oh, my God, I, I would love <laughs> to parasail, but I'm kind of afraid of heights. And from the back uh, row of the car, I hear a little voice go, I'll go up at you, Dad. And we have since- Very true. We've, we have since parasailed two or three times, and every time I love it, and I don't know if you've helped me cure my fear of heights, but I love parasailing, especially with you. Well, I mean, parasailing, I would say, like, I don't know how active it is just in terms of, like, how many muscles it uses or, like, on the scale of 1 to 10. But what it is, and we discussed this, it's not sitting in front of a screen. Very true. She talked about her dad who just, like, you know, was extremely active during his life. And once he retired, all he did was sit in front of a TV and get kind of heavy. So I'm like, that'll never be me. And... Parasailing will be one of the things I do when I go on vacation. So I would go. I would absolutely go again. Hopefully your ears are burning because I was bragging about how you convinced me to do it because I thought I can't let down my five-year-old who's in the back saying. (laughs) And one other quick story. I wouldn't have known any better. I just would have been like, oh, we're not doing it. Okay, here's Barbie. I mean, I don't think that was me at five. Here's one other tiny story regarding parasailing. We're about to launch off this little dock they were launching us off of, and we're going to go up in the air. And we were about two feet off the water. And you said to me, Dad, don't look down. I'll take care of you. Aww. And I immediately got calm. So I thank you for that. 
All right, well, so what are we talking about today? I don't remember, but yeah, there you go. Sweet, sweet, sweet. That's cute. <laughs> um, we're talking about money scams. And I, you might have heard of some of these, but I want to tell you some of the ones that are kind of popular. But what they do is they tug on whatever good instincts you have as a human being to help someone else. And they always try and mess with you. And the first one I'm going to talk is about the IRS agency scam. So you well, should- Especially because the IRS, I feel like when people hear that. I mean, me personally being young, just just me. I hear the words IRS and I go, oh my gosh, like they're coming for me. Like it's exactly. only a matter I'm of time. I'm in trouble. Yeah. You never want, you know, the words like uh, like an audit is scary, even though like that happens, it, it does. Um, like they're the reason you need to keep your taxes in order. And it's right. kind of intimidating knowing that, you know, they're checking up on you. They're the big eye in right. the sky. Well, not in the sky, but money-wise, they're, you know, so nosing around in there. Here's what happens, uh, is that usually the scammer will claim there's an unpaid tax bill due, an immediate re- payment is required, threatening you'll be arrested if the payment is not made. And so they demand a payment via like a prepaid gift card or a wire transfer from your bank account to what they call is the IRS's bank account. And then it's 100% a scam. Right. I'll, I'll say this. I don't know how believable it is that I would go, does the IRS want a prepaid gift card from me, like a Visa gift card? Right. But let's say they just said they want a wire transfer from your a bank. A wire transfer, I believe more. I feel like if scammers have gotten any better uh, in technology and, and trying to really do people, I feel like maybe hopefully gift cards. Well, let me just explain why you should never respond to this. The IRS actually has a rule. They will never, ever call you if you owe them money. They will send you a letter. Yeah, they're the old-fashioned way. They will, won't threaten to arrest you. They won't require immediate payment through a wire transfer. Uh, if a family member owns a legitimate date, they'll uh, receive a written notification. They're a little romantic. Um well, it's it's not so much romantic. It's basically, I'm let's say you actually owed the IRS $10,000 and you don't have the $10,000 right away. They'll put you on a payment plan. It's not as scary as everybody thinks. And just know they're not calling you if you owe them money. They so, will only send you a letter. Two questions off that, you know, however brief the answers. You said that um, the IRS could call you if, you're, if your family member owed debt? No. The IRS will never call you. So if the, the someone says, "Listen, um, I'm your, you know, uh, I'm the IRS. Your mom. So let's say your mom's eighty years old. She didn't pay her bill, and we're going to arrest her. And like you're the God. daughter, and okay. you're like, um, somebody's got to take care of this bill. They will never ever call you. Um. Okay. So that's but like in any situation ever, if. Like a family member died, and then can you inherit their debt? Is that I don't know exactly. That's kind of where I was going with the initial question. I but, I don't know for sure. But yeah, it it kind of makes me wonder. And then the next question I had was, uh, you said, oh, and now my mind just went blank. Oh, it was what was the last thing that you said? Well, basically, the first tip off is that the IRS will not call, text, or email anyone about any tax debt. Period. They It'll will be only, a letter. It would only be by letter. And let's say, like you said, you owed $10,000 and you're like, I don't even have $10,000 in the bank. They will not threaten you that you're going to jail. Right. 
it's, it's a slower you, process. You could then. say, I can only give you $400 a month and it'll take X amount of months to pay it off. They're not coming. They're not throwing you out of your house. They're not putting you in jail. If they put you in jail, they'll never get the money. Yeah. The IRS is, uh, uh, like you'll know if they're hunting you down. Nothing they do is ever immediate. Let's, but let's get that out of your brain. They're, uh, not, yeah, hunting, they're not hunting people down. They're not necessarily bad. There's people who disagree with some of the taxes they're paying, but the IRS is just like, it's like the bank saying, hey, uh, you still owe us money for X. Right. Um, the one, the, I, my question came back to me. Do you know anyone who has ever, you know, told you they were on an IRS payment plan? Is that uh, just out of curiosity? No, but I've read about it. You've read about it. Okay, cool. Because, yeah, I, I hadn't ever heard of that before. Because but, I did have the, the, the wrong notion that they were out, you know, to kind of get you. That's, but that's a wrong. It's totally wrong. wrong. Totally okay. wrong. Do not assume that they're the, they're the big bad guy who can put you in jail. Okay. All right. Because they want your money. If you're in jail, you're not working. You can't pay them. Right. Yeah, I guess so. You Guess so. How, how do you? How do you make a living while you're in jail? Well, if like, you know, if you owed a certain amount and it was like fraudulent, you know, but if if it's like a misunderstanding versus like you scammed, uh, you know, millions of dollars out of people and it was fraudulent. Or I something. don't know. I don't know about that. And in that case, Hopefully but for the legitimate person are- who owes, let's say they owed $5,000 in to the IRS and you don't have the $5,000 to pay because you have a total of $4,000 in your bank account and you got to pay your rent that month. They're not saying pay the $5,000 or, right. or my, my lose whole, your house. My whole point is, is like, I hope none of our listeners are like trying to start the next fire festival. If anyone remembers what that was. Yeah. Right. That's, that's my whole point. Like no one is going to do that. So, but or also, just, you know, don't <laughs> with the IRS, let me make this clear. All communications from the IRS are, but done by mail. Mail. Actual snail mail comes in the, from the mailman. Gotcha. Okay. This goes the same for the Social Security Administration. So this happens with Social Security numbers. Every once in a while, there's fraudsters who dial up elderly Americans, tell them their account has been suspended. And the only way to redo your Social Security account is to settle up some with some fee to resolve the issue. It's all BS. The Social Security Administration will only contact you by email. I mean, not email, by mail, mail. mail. Yeah. So both the IRS and Social Security, now, mail, mail. you can call them, but they're not going to call you. They don't have enough time. There's too many people in the world or in this country yeah. to, like, constantly, they'd have to hire so many people, right? Yeah. All right. So that's the first scam. Never, ever fall for an IRS scam. If you legitimately own money, they'll put you on a payment plan you can work out. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, um, probably a handful of the robo calls I've gotten, I don't know how many of them were scam calls, but I'm just happy I know not to answer them because they're, right. so many happen, so that's good. Bottom line. It's not the IRS calling. Especially on a cell phone, which basically your whole generation is probably never even going to get home phones. Yeah, we're the cord cutters. Right. When you get a call, that is not in your contact list, never answer it. Never. Because they can always leave a message and say, oh, I'm the friend that was given your contact and I want to hire you for this job or something. You can always return that call. But if you answer that call, tons of fraud things can happen. And I don't mean them getting your credit card and you would never give it to them. I'm talking about, I'll give you an example. 
Mom got a call 10, 12 years ago, two in the morning, and it's from the LA County Jail. And they say, um, there's a collect call from the LA County Jail. Will you accept it? It's regarding one of your family members. Oh now, I'm God. sleeping in the bed next to mommy, and so she thinks it could be her brother, her sister, whatever. And basically, you have to give them a credit card. To pay for the call? To pay for the call. Oh. And what happens is, it's one of the inmates who is now trying to keep you on the phone. They say, do you have a brother or a sister? <laughs> They're just fishing. Uh, yeah, I have a sister. Um, and what's their name? And you tell them the name. And then they go, well, that person is here sitting next to us in the jail. And they cannot afford to pay their bail. And what they try and keep you on the phone line. And somehow your credit card is going to some account or however they wheel and deal it so that they're making money while they're sitting in jail. I, I didn't know that people could do that. I don't know. From I don't, jail. One, I don't know if you actually wind up having to give the credit card number or something, but when you accept this collect call, however they scam this through, and let's say the charge is, let's say, uh, $7 a minute, and they try and keep you on the phone for 20 minutes. Right. Did, um, do you know, uh, like, I, I just wonder if they still have, if inmates or some still do that, number one. And then number two, what's the rest of the story? What happened? What So mom, do? mom was getting ready to call back because she thought it could have been her brother and sister. Right. And I'm next to her and I said, don't call back. It's a total scam. Just call your, text or call your brother and sister right now. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, no, we're, we're in bed. <laughs> of course it was a scam. Yeah. At 2 a.m., right? Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, the police, when they call you, they only call collect. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. So here's the second scam, romance scams. So this happens because there's so many online dating sites. Right. So somebody, uh, and, and now this tends to happen more with like someone who's, let's say, over 50, over 60, because let's say they are a have never been married or they're a widow and they're like, oh, I'm, I don't want to go on a dating site. And somebody finally convinces them to go on a dating site. So the person who they're exchanging pictures was might be somebody that they consider as handsome or pretty or whatever. And they go back and forth. And this goes on for about three to six months. No. Yeah. I know how online dating works. And then they basically say, listen, um, uh, once they establish it, they, they, they say they're short on money. They ask for a loan and even, uh, a joint bank account. You know, it's all based on their tugging at your heartstrings. Cause you're like over this three month period, I'm really falling for this person. All BS, and I know someone who fell for this. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I was just about to say. Someone you know, and I'm not going to tell you the name right now. Oh, my goodness. Well, I was just going to say someone else we know recently um, was on a dating uh, app, and for two weeks, she was talking to a guy, but he was apparently in oil. He did something with oil in Europe or something. And what do you think of the chances he really did? Uh, let Not me finish so the story. He, um, he called because of the time difference, he had to call at a certain time at night. So at night, you know, for her, maybe it was like six o'clock or actually might've been like nine or 10. I'm not sure, but he had to call a little bit later, but that was like apparently super duper early in the morning for him. And he did it religiously. So he put a lot of time into it. Yeah. And then it's all two tugging weeks at into the heartstrings. It, he's like, Oh, darling, 
the 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 gas there was an explosion at the gas company there's there's a huge leak like we don't know what to do like oh my goodness like i need I don't you know even what know I would what have the done? amount was. I would have said, here, I'll send you some duct tape. Here, oh see if you can God. patch it up. But the great thing is, is that um, this person we know is is smarter than that. And she just started cracking up. And she said, are you serious, man? And then I think uh, he was like, no, darling, like, of course. Like, you know, and, and I only then say, sent a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. But the whole point is, is... Um, Clearly, if he was like some oil tycoon overseas and he, he often probably had could to travel, afford to fix his explosion. I feel like he could afford to. He explode. might have some insurance too. He, yeah. Um, and so she just laughed and I think she hung up. And All right. So, but it. with every romance scam, if your loved one's asked to send money through a wire transfer, a prepaid card, any quick payment methods, someone they've never met in person, never, ever, ever do it. It's certainly a scam. The, uh, the person that I know. Um, and, and this went on for like two or three weeks or something. It might've been even longer. I'm just kind of, I don't want to say impressed cause they're scammers and they kind of, you know, take a lot of money from people, but, um, and what they do is terrible. But, uh, like I'm kind of, it's crazy how much time and effort some of the scams are, you know, put, put but into, it, but think about it for a second. Once you fall for someone romantically, you feel like you're falling in love with them, even if you haven't met with them. You say, look at all the time and effort they put into that. What if this same person who's pretending to be an oil executive is doing that with 11 people and four of them fall for it and four give money? So he's like, those seven, they're out. They said, no, I'm not giving you money. But if you make this connection with 11 people so that on each week of your life, Two to three people are falling for it, and they send you eight hundred ninety dollars or just whatever. Wouldn't have the energy for that, but yeah, no, it does happen. So there you go. And apparently, I guess whoever we know, but you'll tell right. me that later. <laughs> All right. So, do you know the Nigerian prince scam? I believe I do. It's like, and they, it's like I thought it was through an email initially. Like, yeah, back usually in the happens early 2000s. from. You should get an unsolicited email from someone claiming to be like a foreign dignitary or executive, and so they pose as a person who has huge wealth, who needs to get a huge sum of money out of their country, and they need your assistance. And when, if you assist them, they'll give you a big chunk of it. So, uh, like, so a desperate person only needs your bank account number to transfer the money to for a safe big keeping. And then if you send them some fees, so let's say um, our our country that this foreign dignitary is in has a lot of um uh not scams but a lot of uh people taking money under the table in the government so this person says they have a personal wealth of 24 million they'd Uh. like to transfer it to your bank account and in return they will give you like 1.2 million the the handful of people who i do know who are from Nigeria and like some surrounding countries, there's definitely is, um, it seems like at least at the time when I, you know, met them and talked with them that, you know, at least one country at a time, there was a fair amount of corruption or just even, you know, people get stood up. There were a lot of corruption in some countries. So that's legitimate. But the chance that somebody, let's say they had 20 million, they go, if you store it with you, if, if you put it in your account, then I can eventually get out of the country and they won't come after me. 
because I'll transfer money to your account. I'll give you one point two million, and but to do the foreign transfer fees, it's going to be thirty eight hundred dollars. Right. What well, what I personally think is funny is now that you're bringing this up, um, specifically, I guess the Prince story or the I am of wealth. I need your help. You know, yada yada. I think I got my first email like that. Maybe when I was like twelve or thirteen. I forgot when I officially got an email, but I, I think right. I needed it for school purposes. And I was just emailing funny JPEGs to my two friends in like the sixth grade or something. Right. But I remember email was so exciting. Oh my gosh. I remember emailing a crush of mine once, but I emailed it all in white. So we had to highlight it in order to read what it was just, it was terrible. Just let's forget it, everyone. But um, uh, I... I also checked my spam because I was so intrigued. Like, who's sending me stuff? But little do they know, like, people are trying to scam, like, a 12-year-old. Like, why oh, is that? Oh, absolutely trying to scam a 12-year-old. I'm trying to, because I, you know, whatever email list I'm on that gets sold across however many different websites. Like, oh, uh, I signed up for, gosh, I'm trying to think of some online game I had signed up for with my email. Or if I even have any any at that point. But anyways, uh, yeah, I just thought that was funny that, you know, they probably tried scamming 12-year-olds too. <laughs> Without a doubt, especially if it has that link that says, please click on this and you'll be rewarded somehow. And then all of a sudden they're inside your computer and they can hack the heck out of whatever financial stuff or get some sort of information where they can blackmail you. All right. So now there's the fake check scam. So fake checks are hard to identify because technology has advanced so much that people can produce fake checks and money more orders that are difficult for consumers and even bank employees to identify as fraudulent. Okay. Right. So in the fake check scam, person will ask you to deposit or cast a check on their behalf. So they'll send it to you in the mail or they'll send you an email saying, will you please do this? Once you deposit the check... They'll ask you to either purchase gift cards or refund them a portion of the check amount, right? So once you put it in your bank, and let's say the um, it says $3,800. Right. And they say, okay, for you doing me that favor, you can keep $600. But will you send me $3,200, whether it's in gift cards or out of your bank account? So then when the when the check is supposed to clear, right, because you've, taken money out against this check. If you take a normal check that's written to you for $3,800, you can go in the bank and cash it and go, give me $3,800. Right. But if it's a fake check, you're now responsible for it. Wow. Yes. That's kind of messed up. Yes. So the person, they're hoping, they say, you got to mail me, you got to transfer the $800 to me or whatever amount they want. You have to transfer, uh, you know, you have to transfer back, let's say, let's say it was $4,000. You got to send me $3,200 that day within an hour. Jeez. And the check, let's say, doesn't clear or gets, goes through all the system of the bank for 48 hours, 72 hours. Right. Takes time. So now they have $3,200. You have no way of tracking them because you, you, you've never met this person in person or anything. And you not only are out the 3200 you gave them, the bank now comes to you and say, you owe us $4,000 for this check that doesn't work. So now you're out $7,200. Jeez. Hello. Fake uh, check scam. Don't fall you, for it. Well, so like, but that's, you're making that seem like 
Well, if it can initially dupe a bank for, you know. You're not duping the bank. 48 hours. No, I'm saying like it takes time for them to understand that it's fake. Like here's the some thing. Some people can look at it and not know it's a fake. No, 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 no. It's not them knowing. It has to eventually go through a system. So if the name says James Smith, P.O. Box, whatever, Nashville, Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that P.O. Box does not exist. So when they go to whatever's the fake bank at the bottom of the check, that bank doesn't exist. So they have to go and collect the $4,000 from that bank to then put it in their bank so that they can say, we, well, we took $3,200. You transferred $3,200 out of that. And it's, it doesn't exist. Right. Okay. But so you're like, you started this off by saying like checks. Yeah. The person, technology, the, the person, like how would I run into a fake check? Like how would I be, you, you would be mailed it. And because you're a person who is either bored out of your mind or actually needs money, you're like, well, this seems like a good deal. They'll get, I'll get, cash it. Okay. I'll get $800 and I have to cash it. I don't even have to transfer them money. I just have to cash it. Wow. I get $4,000. You get $4,000 for like 24 to 72 hours. And then the bank goes, oh, this check, it's totally illegitimate. We're oh, not. So don't fall for the fake checks. Okay. Yeah. Ever. Okay. Well, yeah. But I mean, just clearly. think about it for 30 seconds. Who who does that? Who sends you a check and says, please cash it and then keep some of the money? I don't know. Stranger things have happened. I'm if kidding. it sounds okay. too good to be true. It is. It yeah. is. Um, I was going to ask, do you know of anyone who has ever gotten a fake check before in the mail? Or have you ever received a fake check before in the mail? I've actually never uh, heard of that no, scam before. No, I can't think of that. I can't think of that I have or know anybody does. But if you go online, I guarantee you the fake check scam was probably worth uh, to scammers well over uh, $700 million a year. Jeez. Yeah. The Nigerian, the Nigerian prince thing, it's mailed to people all over the world. People fall for it. Uh, you know, the romance scam, people fall for it. it, it it's into the billions right. when people are doing these money scams. Are, are there any more? Because I just wanted to add one more thing. No, go ahead. I was going to say that... Um, I think there's probably been a handful of times now, at least four or five, maybe more, that mom comes to me and she goes, honey, is this is this a scam? Like Apple is saying that like someone logged into my account. Total scam. And They will never do that. And, or that like a password has changed. And they make it look real. And they say it's from Apple. And then you click on their email and it's some crazy junk email that made its way past the spam filters and into And here's her. the problem. Once you click on that email, they're now into your computer. Never click on the email. Anything you well, did no, not... Well, no, they want su- you to click on the, the link in the email. She doesn't do that. But the minute you click on that, let me just tell you, your, your uh, computer might be infected from that moment on. And they are stealing every piece of information and they're spying on you from that moment on. Don't ever do it. Right, okay, but she's done it. You can literally go to an Apple store or call it whatever 800 number for Apple and look it up online. Don't call the number that's like attached to the email and say, hey, is there a problem with my account? Right, so my whole point is, is like she's opened up these emails before and not clicked on the links and it's been fine, but she's like, oh, do I need to like click on this link? And I'm like, no, mom, this is a a scam. Because you can just click on the email. They can't make up an Apple support email, like the actual one that's from them. They don't have access to that. 
do, do you know the they have a fake website? One. Is it Snoops or Snopes? I have S- no idea. S O S N O P E S dot yeah, com. I, I've never heard of that. You go there and it'll tell you every current scam that's existing. Oh, then there you go, folks. That, yeah. That's good. Um, like you could probably type in their search engine or something like, oh, you know, Apple scam or fake check scam or whatever. I use PayPal for um, like some of my business stuff. And I got an email the other day from PayPal and they spelled, they spelled my name wrong. Well, and they said the account's been suspended. They said like, like there's like PayPal activity you need to check. But the, the font was weird because sometimes they can change the font. But I just go, you just made this even weirder. And then the email that it was from was some, you know, a million letters, a million numbers. It was complete garbage. Yeah. Wow. So I'm really happy that I can just easily identify but, those but things. But let's go out skeptical. on a limb for a second. Do you think when you do something through PayPal that you're always bad about paying your bills or you... you it's not checks, even that. All I do bounce? is receive money and then transfer it to my account. Correct. But do you... Are you really bad with like, I don't pay my bills on time. I'm always late. I'm paying late fees. You do none of those things. That's why an email like that immediately needs to go into spam. Well, I mean, clearly there's like, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you transferred this money and I'm aware of that. And I go, okay, yeah, this isn't like the other day I transferred $7 from someplace into PayPal and that's going to happen. I'm going to get emails confirming that I'm not, those are emails I recognize. Those are the only ones I should be getting anything else I go. Bye. I don't know who you are, but not this time. Um, I hope you aren't successful in the future, which is the first time I normally say that for anyone. (laughs) All right. So let me give you some general rules in terms of scams. Don't accept a job that asks you to transfer money. So they might say, you know, like here, send money to the client or the supplier. Always know that's always a scammer trying to move a lot of times stolen money. Never send money to collect a prize. That's always a scam. If you want a prize, just give me the money. Don't have to pay to get the prize. Yeah. And a lot of times, wow, you won a prize that you didn't even enter the contest. Yeah. All right. Um, don't send money back to any online love interest who wants you to send money. That's always garbage. Right. All right. Now I'm going to tell you one quick personal experience that mom and I have with scams. Okay. So you remember we had this upright piano here. Yes. So we were doing some different stuff with furniture and we weren't playing the piano that often. So we wanted to sell it. So we go on Craigslist and we try and sell the piano. So I get an offer. I don't know if we were trying to sell it for a thousand dollars and somebody offers me like the thousand dollars that day. Wow. So I'm like, great. Okay. So uh, here's the picture. Do you want to come and check it out? And then, you know, I say, I want you to bring cash. I don't want to check because the check could bounce. So we go back and forth, and he's kind of ignoring me, and then he said, yes, he's going to send it. Oh, it's, it looks great. I love it. So then he basically is saying to me, I have to drop off the piano someplace. And I said, I'm not doing that. You have to come and get a truck and whatever and get the piano. Yeah. And you have to bring cash. It was a big piano. It was heavy. So he went back and forth with me, and he finally said um, that he was going to send the police to my house because I hadn't... Um, you know, given him the piano yet. And I said, I haven't but received it. you hadn't it. paid for he- Yeah, I hadn't paid for it and all this. He hadn't paid for it yet. So I knew, realized it was basically a scam, but he was threatening me online. So then I 
I'm not going to say our town, but I called our local police station and I spoke to the captain there. And I said, so this is happening. I said, do you mind if I give him your number? I said, listen, so I send him another email that says, hey, um, I, I've since transferred to uh, um, the piano to my business representative. You can call him at, and it was like Captain James Smith or whatever, and I put the name of the police station and the phone number. He has the piano now. You can talk to him. Oh, my gosh. And the email stopped. Wow. All the threats stopped. Hello. I wonder how he was going to try and get you. He's going to be like, I'm threatening you now and fake threats if you don't know any better are convincing. Right. And yeah. Wow. But, but there was also part of it was he wanted to pay me over the value, but please send him back $300 and then get, the, yeah. So it was one of those deals, right? Yeah. yeah. Didn't, we, didn't it end up with our neighbors or something? Yeah. Yeah. All right. One last thing, because I'm going to link to this in the description of this podcast. Have you heard of James Veach? No. So James Veach is this British comedian, but he actually did this when he would get spam emails when people are trying to the Nigerian prince scam and stuff like that. So he did a TED talk about this and how he didn't just delete the thing, but he engaged with the guy. And it's one of the funniest things that you've ever seen in your life. And it's got 63 million hits. That's just on TED Talks. On YouTube, I think it's higher. I um I don't know if it's the same guy, but I think there's a handful of people or a very select community of people who know how to hack into other like the scammer Scammers. scam. Yeah. Um, who can very easily like access cameras and everything and they, you know, put it all together. It's brilliant. It's brilliant and it's quite entertaining, especially because they have the time um, and resources and energy to do that. So I don't know if it's the same guy, but I've definitely seen a couple of those videos. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people, else. but I'll link to the Jane Beach uh, TED Talk because you see when he engages and then he just puts up on a screen behind him what he typed back to the person who's trying to scam him. The audience just gives him a standing ovation because people have all been through this and they're like, even if they delete the spam, they're like, oh, I just wasted all this time in my day and like, oh, another thing that I wasted my time on. They were dying laughing because he engaged. And then he says at the end of the thing, he goes, for the last three years, I've been doing this on your behalf. Uh So if I keep them engaged, they're not emailing you. Right. Yeah. He's protecting us. But it's hilarious. Yeah. It's so fun. Um. But, but yeah, no, I would highly recommend you watch that. It's a bit of a rabbit hole, but it's like really interesting to watch. Well, it's just, it's just like uh, nine or 16 minutes. I forget exactly what it is, but it's I don't know hilarious. if he has longer ones, but they, he has like a... Well, I'm just talking to one specific one. It's not uh, his YouTube channel. If you go to his YouTube channel though, or any of the similar ones, but I think we're, we are talking about the same guy because he is British. Um, the one I've watched, he has a series of like four and it's just him constantly getting digger like deeper and deeper, deeper and kind of keeps digging. And he finds out the name of his scammer, the name of all of his colleagues, the name of the boss, like all of the other scams that they're pulling and all the other companies right. they have tax information. I think it was all somewhere in India. He had a fellow YouTuber drone the actual office and where they entered. It and then crazy. sent the photo. So the guy was really scared. Like, Oh, the police are waiting outside type of thing. I don't remember seeing that. So maybe it is a different guy, but I, I watched one where they tapped into the closed circuit camera that was in the room where the guy was calling from and he took a screenshot of it and he sent it to the guy and he said, oh, by the way, I'm watching you right now. 
I haven't seen that. I got to I got to see and that. And that guy flipped out. Yeah. Well, it's because it's nice to get some of their own medicine. How does it feel to be hacked? Exactly. Especially if you think that all of your stuff is secure too. You're a scammer. You know that some grandma, you know, in her 60s. Although I would really like to meet a grandma who's like super into STEM, you know. Right. Knows how to hack more more so than me. Hey, but so, that's a whole but other. Just bottom line for this episode yeah. sounds too good to be true. It is. Yes. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. And, you know, we hope to see you next time. We hope you got something out of this. And see you next time. Take care. The content on Dads, Daughters, and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.